0: And now presenting the date night drive-in. Hello and welcome back Malcolm. to the date night drive-in. Pull welcome. up a seat <laughs> in the back of our open-topped American muscle car as Ew. we pull into the the drive-in here in we
1: don't have a muscle car. sunny Arizona. We have we have a little a little uh, bug or a truck because I'm the driver and right. that's the kind of car I would drive. We've got a little we've got a little Mini Cooper. Yeah. Or we have like a nice truck with a big back where we can like cuddle up oh, like all in blankets yeah
0: like um kristen stewart in twilight
1: yeah well the only time i've been to a drive-in was with my best friend holly who definitely isn't listening to this and uh, she had she had a truck at the time
0: and that is not the only time you've been to a drive-in because we've been oh to yeah when together. we went to the
1: drive-in together as well
0: uh where we watched my rouge sorry rouge! Thank you. we're, we're getting off topic and we are, we are also, getting off topic
1: i'm making a habit of recording these in my pajamas <laughs>
0: um Today it is Saving Private Ryan.
1: That's right. We're finally gonna save him.
0: um He gets saved every time anyone watches up this film. Yes. Do you wanna hear a, a, a cute thing? When Always. I, when I was younger, I used to think that um people in films were like trapped in the DVD. <gasps> Me too. And they had to like act out the film. Yeah. And I, I did. I, I believe at some point I did ask my parents when they were allowed to get out of yeah. the DVD. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We were both very weird, anxious, neurotic children. I,
0: I want to clarify. I was like three. Yeah. Okay. So, same private right mm-hmm. This is actually the highest on the IMDb top one hundred list oh, of really? any film that we've watched so far. Uh, yeah, it's number twenty-four.
1: Okay, that's very high. Okay, I'm suspicious. We also have just come back from watching my new favorite movie ever. So my, my, my heart and my standards are high.
0: But we're not going to talk about everything everywhere all at once. No. Uh, because we're talking about same private Ryan. So yes. yeah, number 24, that's high. Like, yeah. If you think of how many films have been, I know uh, I know we're really breaking ground here with the listeners, but um, think about how many films have been. 25 is not that many. To so be like, this is one of the best 25 of all yeah. time. You know?
1: I'm... In, I don't think I'm gonna I mean like I'm gonna go open mind open heart yeah. but I, I don't think I'm gonna rank it that high I think
0: you've already decided to do it you?
1: I'm trying to I'm to, this is where I'm coming from this is my opinion now at the start yeah. I am going to go in and if it's great you know Alien I enjoyed way more than yeah. I thought I would so correct okay so I'm so, capable
0: so I'm gonna do some of the background facts please uh, tell me more I have been slaving away this morning on Wikipedia to uh,
1: thank you
0: to download this of research uh, so, *Same Run was released in 1998. Much like you, ah, you were also released. In I
1: 1998,
0: was also released in 1998 and, and premiered in 1998. <laughs> um, this was directed. So, last last episode was, of course, directed by um, a little-known director called Ridley Scott. <laughs> this um, film is also directed by a small indie director called Steven Spielberg. Amazing. Um, the cast is very, very good in this mm. film. The I'd say the two leads are played by Tom Hanks, who plays Captain Yay. Miller, and Matt it. I know it's ke- Damon, but I call him Matt Damon. We've got him. You've got
1: to keep rescuing him.
0: You've got to keep rescuing him, he plays Private Ryan, mm-hmm. in this case. Um,
1: the eponymous Private Ryan, the eponymous. There's a new Private word for Ryan. everyone.
0: Uh, well, apart from me, but yeah. uh, eponymous means That's because I
1: use it constantly. Or titular. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do eponymous and titular mean the same thing?
1: Uh, I think eponymous means named after, so like um, the Maltese Falcon is titular but not eponymous.
0: Interesting. You know what I mean?
1: That would be my guess.
0: Yeah, eponymous means it gives its name to the title. Titular means the title gives its name to something within. So Ooh. you, so you were right. I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Sorry. Sorry, that felt really strange. <laughs> sorry, to one more say. time. Okay. <laughs> so um, th- th- also, there are just a weird number of well-known actors who. are the Andrew Scott's
1: in, this, in film. this movie, right?
0: Um, you might be thinking of Vander Brothers or the Pacific.
1: Okay, maybe. Um,
0: the in this movie is Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Ted Danson, King, and Vin Diesel. Weird. I just side characters in the film. Weird. Um, this was obviously a huge commercial and critical success. Even if you haven't watched it, you know, you've heard of it, you sort of know the deal. Um, it was a massive box office success. It returned nearly $500 million on an $80 million budget.
1: That is a lot of money.
0: Um, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was nominated for 11 Oscars. And it won five. Whoa. So it won sound, sound effects, editing, cinematography, and um, Stevie S won Best Director.
1: I don't really care about Best Director anymore, but all the others are my favourites. Like, yeah. I've progressed now to being in the space where the stuff that wins like best costuming, best makeup, best sound design, I'm like, you're my favourite. Yeah. And it
0: is very well edited. That's however. great.
1: Okay, I'm now excited.
0: So um, Legacy, I'm going to talk about bit now legacy Mm -hmm. what is a legacy
1: don't (laughs) linen will sue us
0: um well we're actually gonna have to talk about hamilton i think because i think that's in the IMDb top 100 the hamilton
1: oh okay pro
0: shot i think maybe i don't remember it's
1: not a movie (laughs) (laughs) it's not a movie tell
0: that to um, the internet movie database they're wrong I'm just, I only recently found out that's why I'm But I also
1: don't think comedy specials are movies. No. And they're often like, you can rate them on Letterboxd and IMDb like, Inside
0: stuff. by Burnham.
1: I'd say Inside is a movie. I oh, mean, a comedy special sorry. like someone stands in front of a camera on a stage. And um, talks. Can we
0: get back to the war film? Yes. <laughs> um, so, legacy wise, mm-hmm. it's I've Got Red Hair, just another W for Tom Hanks, because it is. <laughs>
1: Work, and, okay.
0: At this point, Tom Hanks was really established both as a comedic and as a more dramatic actor. Mm. So this is just like another brick in the wall of his incredible acting, filmography, his repertoire. For Matt Damon, this is like his second big film. This came out a year after Good Will Hunting, oh yeah, which was his breakthrough. I
1: love that movie, and this
0: comes out also a year before The Talented Mr. Ripley. Mm. Also Um,
1: love that movie.
0: Yeah, so this is a very big sort of film. Yeah, it was his first like really really big film. If you see what I mean. Good Will Hunting was an indie success. this is, you know, like a mainstream action blockbuster, yeah. which he's in, and he's very good. Um, this is considered to be one of the best war films of all time, as well. It was okay. quite revolutionary for the genre. It really inspired um, one of my favourite directors, Catherine Big- Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Bigelow. Bigelow? Bigelow? Bigelow. Bigelow. Um, Women in film. <laughs> with its use of. Uh, it used, like, a lot of desaturated colours. It uses. Um, uh, like a lot of tight handheld um, angles and things like that, it changed um, yeah. how war films were shot and how they were focused on. That's really cool. And it's focused on um, parts of people's anatomy, basically, yeah. to tell the story of war.
1: I think for me, my approach to war movies is that I understand they are a really interesting and serious topic. It combines two of the things that I struggle the most to connect with in movies, which is a serious drama
0: and b men. <laughs>
1: yeah, and b masculinity. I, <laughs> yeah. I seriously like I. I don't know what it is uh, because I find myself able to connect with characters who I don't have the same race as, who I don't have the same sexuality as, but when a film is centred on masculinity and masculine identity, I can really struggle to empathise with it, I guess. I don't know. I, I want to understand it better, but, and in the same way with like with dramas, I have a rule with movies which is that I don't think a movie is good if they don't have any jokes in. Like, Schindler's yep. List has some jokes and funnies in there. there. There are
0: jokes in this movie. Okay,
1: good. Then i the movie. It's
0: fine. Um, so do, are you aware of the plot?
1: does something oh yes wait no I do know more than like they have to say Private Ryan which is that his, like he's got like seven brothers
0: Four, uh, Three.
1: and they've all so been died or like captured so they're
0: off, they've all been died
1: <laughs> you know what I mean and then like um, he's if, the last one S-
0: Steven Spielberg if you're listening um, <laughs> because we're actually not too far away from a milestone for this film in terms of like it's nearly 25 years old if you're looking for something on the box, you feel free to put it down, they've all been died. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but they've all died, or they've like, been captured, or whatever, and he's the last one, yeah. and Tom Hanks is like, I think maybe the war's almost over, or something, and Tom Hanks is like, we got to go so get him. do
0: you know when D-Day happened? 1940?
1: Na- 1944? I'm you, bad uh, bad. You're probably confused that with Dunkirk. Yeah, I think. I
0: think so. So, D-Day was the re-invasion of France by mm. American, British, Canadian, yeah. and other uh, allied al. allied forces. Um, to sort of recapture France where just on a load of ships and landing think they went back across the channel mm-hmm. on five beaches to sort of take back mm. uh, northern France and Normandy so we're a year away from the end of the war 1944 yeah it um, was near
1: the end of the war see there were
0: four brothers that were all in the army mm-hmm. the, the Ryan brothers and three of them have died the oh last...
1: Ryan's his surname yeah what okay
0: yeah he's, um, he's called uh, I don't actually know what his name is he's Matt Damon he's called Matt Damon, he's called James Ryan
1: Okay, I hate it when people have two first names as their name, sorry, continue
0: (laughs) okay Um, so sorry, sorry, I've just been completely thrown by (laughs) that wild take by Ab Um, so and and the last one, James Ryan played by Matt Matt Damon um, has gone missing, Mm. so Captain Miller played by Tom Hanks and the rest of his squad have to...
1: and all the others had been died
0: uh, the others, okay. all, all, the, all the other brothers had been died, Okay, yes. cool, sorry,
1: continue. Um,
0: so Captain Miller with on Hanks mm-hmm. and the rest of his squad have to go and find and rescue uh, James Ryan so that uh, their family don't lose all of their sons. I basically. feel like he doesn't
1: ha- have to, like it's not an order, it's just something it, he wants to do. No, it's an order. From who?
0: Uh, it's an order from... The staff at the United States Department of War. I don't know. It's an order from General Marshall. Is this
1: General Marshall? um,
0: Who's who's a real person?
1: Is his family, like, particularly rich or significant?
0: No, they just don't want an entire line of sons to die. So, From what
1: I know about the American military, that seems highly unrealistic. It's
0: a bit fanciful, I think. I do not know if this is based on, like, a real thing that happened. But
1: Get in the comments. Tweet at us. Someone, please.
0: (laughs) Let us know. Uh, I've got some trivia.
1: Oh, yeah, of course.
0: I've got three trivias.
1: Three trivias.
0: Um, Number one, in this film, all of Matt Damon's brothers, they've been died. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Number one, Matt Damon was cast because Steven Spielberg thought he looked like a generic all-American protagonist.
1: Okay, protagonist. So you're going to say, like, regular guy. And I was like, what kind of people is Steven Spielberg?
0: He he looks like the all-American
1: a he's very actions. handsome yeah. American guy. Yeah, but
0: you yeah. know he's he's like handsome. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Um, however, Goodwill Hunting um, came out and was a huge box office smash, and Matt Damon won an Oscar. And Steven Spielberg is really pissed off because he's like, the entire point was that Matt Damon was just someone that people hadn't heard yeah. of. He just looks like you know he could be a regular guy, and now it's like he's famous and he's won an Oscar. God damn it.
1: Well, you know you, this is what you need to get on your contracts, guys.
0: This is why um, you should hire worse actors. So yeah, Oscar. Hire me. Um, another another fact is they used actual amputees for soldiers that have their oh, um, limbs blown off. They use actual amputees wearing prosthetics. That was sort of like
1: that's that, so neat. Which I think is cool. Give disabled roles to disabled actors.
0: And this will really make you laugh because it's very Steven okay. Spielberg. Okay. Um, they were having trouble making the camera. Uh, oh, Steven Spielberg was worried about how they were going to make the camera shake properly when there's like explosions, yeah. and bombs, and things like that. So he um, attached a handheld drill to the side of the camera and used the drill to shake it. However, the camera crew then told him that a shaker lens is just already a thing that existed, oh my and God. Steven Spielberg was like. Wow, I just thought I pioneered a new filmmaking technique <laughs> when there was just like a lens that could do that. I thought that was a very Steven Spielberg story. It's true that he came up with this incredibly like like yeah, uh, you know, jury road way to um, the thing. Check a camera lens when it's just a thing that existed yeah. already, and the camera crew knew about it. The
1: thing I miss most about production, or like me going and doing uh, video production, is yeah. MacGyvering the way your way like with no budget and no equipment into just some very cool shots and it's very funny to me because the the euphoria that you feel once you've sort of solved the mm. problem figured it out um and then he's like oh it's oh it's already real cool <laughs> nice so
0: and um this is really a trivia fact but the opening scene of this film which is the actual beach landing it was yeah. on omaha beach which is the, the one of the five beaches that went the worst oh no in Invasion spoilers um, <laughs> spoiler something that happened 70 years ago uh, in, ooh, nearly 80 years ago mm. um when 2022 folks uh, <laughs> uh, is one of like the most iconic film scenes probably yeah. ever the action movie genre so i wanted to
1: ask you something which yeah. is that obviously without spoiling too much what is your because this is maybe oh, this is the second one after alien where you've seen this movie and i haven't
0: uh yes
1: so i wanted to ask what your experiences with this movie when did you first watch it what did you think of it um
0: i watched it when i was like 14 which i think is probably a little bit too young to watch okay. this movie um it's very very good i it's not a movie which i would voluntarily choose to go back and watch regularly it's quite long it's two and a half hours long
1: that's standard these days
0: I, well yeah this was yeah, <laughs> yeah years ago. um it's quite long it's very emotionally like hard mm. but it's also a very very good film and i'm Glad to watch because I don't think I've watched it again since like I started to think more critically about film. Basically, oh,
1: that's so. F- this is this is exactly the same space I was in with Casablanca. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for that. So um, we've already talked about it a little bit. Last time was Alien, which we mm-hmm. both really enjoyed. You mm-hmm. a lot more than you thought. Yeah, and you said it's your favourite film that we've watched so far for this project. Absolutely, which is fun. So um Pride Ryan, I've seen it. I thought it was pretty good. What am I expecting from a rewatch? I'm Going to pay a li- lot more attention to things like cinematography and um, editing and use mm. of sound and things like that because those are the things that I would wasn't really paying attention to in the space I was when I watched yeah. the first the film the first time around. Um, what are you expecting?
1: Well, I mm, I am hoping to be pleasantly surprised and intrigued. There's been quite a few movies, especially ones that come under like the greatest ranking, mm-hmm. where I've gone in. Such as, you know, Citizen Kane when I first started going to school to study movies. um, Where I, you know, I went in being like, oh, I don't think I'm going to like it that much. Mm -hmm. This is only a good film because a bunch of old white men run the canon. Which is true for a lot of movies. Um, But I was, you know, I really enjoyed Citizen Kane and it spoke very deeply to me. Yeah. And I hope that is also true
0: of this movie. Absolutely. Okay. That just leaves us with... Snacks. Why? Actually, I'm going to invent another question
1: okay. as well.
0: Okay. So, um, the, the, there are two questions. The first one: What movie snack are you going to have with us?
1: Um, I think. Well, for for our dedicated listeners who know we record things last minute, um, it was my birthday a few days ago, so I'm going to have some birthday cake while we watch this movie. Yeah, birthday probably. cake. I have some birthday cake.
0: Okay, I'm going to cite not something that I'm I have, but something that I know you always have, mm. right? Which is um those slushies one yeah um so we, we went to the film the, the film yesterday we went to the cinema yesterday to watch everything everywhere all at once and it was amazing and it was amazing um i was buying and slushy while Anne was in the loo and um she, the the lady at the tail asked me what um what flavor slushy you want and i was just like blue and red blue yes. flavor, red Correct. flavor, because th- those things do not taste like Real I think
1: the thing. red does taste a bit like chel- ch- chelly. Jelly. cherry, uh, but blue raspberry flavour is just blue.
0: Yeah. So uh, a slushy with a little bit of vodka, if it's the sort of place that allows that, is mm. what, is what I'm like to have. And it's what you had for the film yesterday.
1: It's great. It's so, really So nice. that's
0: the citation for this. Yes. My second um, question, which I've just invented, which I think is going to be good, uh-huh. is while watching this film in the drive-in, we have the opportunity to invite <gasps> a cast or crew member from this film to watch the film with us, who would you pick? I
1: want to hang out with Steven Spielberg so bad. You I feel like we could grab a beer, just, like, have a chat. I think he's, like, a fun uncle, Yeah, is the vibes that I get. Do you
0: think he'd, like, to drop the film too much to talk about things?
1: Yeah, but with my dad and you respectfully that's
0: and, and, and your housemate and
1: my housemate and my mum I'm I was raised like talking during movies even when we go to the cinema I will like quietly whisper to Will occasionally what my thoughts are
0: uh, I, I love Anne very much so, so, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes but I
1: was I was raised to be a big at, like critical discussion yeah. while you watch the movie girly. so I I do not mind that
0: a critical discussion while we watch the movie about girly
1: yeah that's the kind of girly I am my
0: choice I think this is kind of cheating because he's quite a minor character Mm. I'm gonna pick Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel Work. seems fun to hang out with. Yeah. He really likes D&D.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, he does! I forgot about that. Yeah,
0: he, he, he got a D&D birthday cake for like his 40th or whatever. King. Um, and I don't know, he just seems like he'll be an interesting fun guy to hang out with. Other yeah. than that, my, I only say that because my first choice would also be Steven Spielberg. Like, <laughs> gotcha. You gotta.
1: Yeah. Right? I love how, given matt demond's history with the lgbt community <laughs> we're like we think you're a great actor please never come near us
0: <laughs> also also like tom hanks but i feel like
1: i feel like he would be beleaguered by how excited i would be to be around him and it wouldn't be yes. a fun experience for him yes. but i think it would be a fun experience for steve yeah exactly
0: for steve yes
1: yeah for steve yes my boy
0: so um we're about to um, wait i already did the pulling into the parking bay thing we're, we're about, about
1: to, to uh, climb over the trenches
0: uh, no, wrong, wrong wall. No, okay. Um, same private Ryan. Land on the beach. They all been died.
1: <laughs> same private Ryan. They all been died.
0: Um, when we return, which for us will be several hours, for you will merely be seconds. to listen to the magic <laughs> audio editing. We will just watched Saving Private Ryan, so we'll catch you later on the date night driving. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: As, as we as we
0: return from. return
1: from the date night drive-in.
0: But you are still here at the date night drive-in with us.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: The metaphor is a bit of work, I think.
1: It's been a long day.
0: <laughs> By been a long day, and I means we have watched three episodes of Glee, <gasps> a movie, and eaten some ramen. I don't think we've done... Oh, and played some TTRPG. I don't think we've done anything else today. We
1: went for a walk.
0: We did. We went for a walk. We had some iced coffee in the park. It was we very did. nice. It was
1: very nice. And we also watched Saving Private Ryan.
0: I, I, did, I didn't mention that earlier.
1: I know, but I was doing, I was doing a segue.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> but yeah. we were also... Anyway. Yeah, we watched Saving Private Ryan, which um, is a long film. It's a good film.
1: Yeah, it's very long. What did you think of it? Uh, overall, pretty good. I gave it four uh, and a half stars on my letterbox.
0: That was, that was quite high.
1: Yeah, I thought it was well made. It's not one for me, I'm not going to lie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm glad I've seen it. And now I never have to see it again.
0: Yeah. So yeah, no, no, I feel like that's completely fair. Take. Uh, do you want to run through some of your smart uh, personal two film degree thoughts?
1: Yes. So my main thoughts about this film, as always, are technical based and mm-hmm. also to do with the overall message. I mm-hmm. think the thing that got me about this movie is like, I basically we finished it and I was just fuming pretty much. Yeah. Because I think the reason why this film stood out to me in terms of like war movies is it felt very anti-war and very angry about war. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Spielberg, I can agree with those sentiments.
0: Absolutely, I, th- I think its um, portrayal of combatants is really mm. interesting.
1: I think the shots at Arlington, or what is a sort of parody of Arlington, or reminiscent of Arlington, well, it's a
0: war, c- it's a it, war cemetery. It's a
1: war c- cemetery with clean white crosses, which is what they have.
0: Which is what every pretty oh, much I every I did not know that war cemetery looks like is a well kept yeah. grass lord and white crosses.
1: Um, which I felt was like very kind of romanticised, and then to compare that to the hard cut, to the very violent opening scene, um, and then to cut from the very violent final scene back to that cemetery, feels like a kind of lie, almost.
0: Yeah, you could take that as a reflection of the, you know, lie about war in general. Yeah,
1: it makes me think of, there's um, this one book that we both love, called night watch mm-hmm. and they talk about building a statue for men who died in a conflict and the reaction of the main character is basically you know how dare you they did a job they didn't have to do when they died doing it and you can't give them anything yeah and that's kind of how it makes me feel like what good is a statue
0: yeah no yeah exactly and i don't know those are the people was that are part of the squad that have of strong personalities, and you know all that's left in the crosses at the end. They all
1: look exactly the same. they all
0: all exactly the same, exactly.
1: Um, uh, the opening uh, subtitles that we see that tell you where we are and when we are when we hard cut to the combat mm-hmm. font. Watch, I'm gonna make this a regular segment. They chose Helvetica, mm-hmm. which honestly, for me, feels too informal for a yeah. movie. Like everyone has access to Helvetica. Do you know what I mean? Like, do something unique.
0: You, you think we should have their own font? This form? film
1: had a very high budget. They could have paid someone to do some art and create a font.
0: Okay, I knew.
1: Uh Yeah, but I thought the cinematography was awesome and the directional sound effects were great.
0: Uh, absolutely. Um, particularly the opening scene, which is the Omaha beach landing. Yeah. Um, the directional sound effects of the explosions happening all around and uh, bullets like ricocheting yeah. off things and stuff like that was awesome. Um, particularly when they used like a handheld camera so you felt you were like thrust right into the action with everything happening yeah, around you. Exactly. I'd have loved to have watched this film in like IMAX or with a proper surround sound set up. Dolby so and what surround sound, awesome. yeah. Awesome. Well we don't have to like name drop, we're not being sponsored by Dolby.
1: That's true. The Dolby
0: if you're interested. We will accept
1: sponsorships. Yeah. Um, I will say with the opening scene and again with a later combat scene, I did get a little bored of the combat. But I think it's worth noting that like...
0: You have ADHD. I have
1: ADHD. <laughs> And also I was kind of overwhelmed by everything that was going on at that point. Yeah, which so
0: you could argue is intentional. Right? Exactly.
1: So that might, I, I did lose interest in that opening scene where mm-hmm. it goes from Arlington and Matt Damon's character to um, the, the opening Beach combat of Omaha Beach. Omaha. Omaha Beach. Yeah. Um, I was also glad that in that conflict it gave me the first hint of... Something else I really like about this movie is that I think it's worth noting there's no Nazi iconography in this movie. There's none.
0: I, I, I think I saw one swastika yeah. on like the side of a box or something, but they yeah, they go very light on it.
1: It's not... They are Nazis, they are the bad guys. They're usually referred to as German soldiers,
0: mm-hmm. which I thought was
1: really interesting. And it kind of gives the idea of an overall commentary on more rather than specifically World War Two, where it's um, same guys, different uniforms. And I think that's, like, explicitly showed even in the opening scene when you get these American soldiers who are shooting unarmed German soldiers who are surrendering.
0: Yeah. No, exactly.
1: Um, then we're going to cut to, after we have the scene on Omaha Beach, um, we cut to, like, a uh, administrative room. Yeah. Um, and I would like to note that this has lots of women in it. Another reason, you know, we discussed in the intro, I'm not a huge fan of war movies, is I feel like there are never any women in them. And mm-hmm. I think this is a clear demonstration of, like, Women within war efforts, yeah, um and I think you know it's really, really easy to include women in war movies, and this is a way you can do it. um This is the scene where the women who are writing the let the secretaries who are writing the letters to families for deceased soldiers, yeah, realize that there are three boys from the same family, and their mother is going to receive let the three letters on the same day, saying that you know three of your sons have died, yeah, and it's done really well because there's no dialogue,
0: yeah. You just see them writing and realizing. And yeah. I, I think any. It should be. Okay, so I'm going to go a little off track here. Eh?
1: No, sure, that's what we're here so, for. So,
0: um, often, like, there is often a saying which is if you want to see how good a chef is, like, mm. ask them um, to make an omelette. Yeah. You know, it's just like a basic thing.
1: Exactly. If you
0: want to see how good a director is, ask them to convey a meaning in a scene without. Dialogue.
1: Yeah, well, this is a really interesting... Which, you should,
0: which any director should be able to do, but this was just such a good illustration of that, is that you clearly yeah. knew what was going on, you felt the emotions of it without the crutch of dialogue. And I feel like having no dialogue um, makes it
1: like, yeah. more powerful, more I mean, this is basically Storytelling 101. The first thing you learn in fiction class is showing, not telling. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people tend to forget that. Um, I would say that... Oh yeah, a slight correction from our beginning, which is we get Brian Cranston in this as a general who was lost an arm. so not every amputee is played by an amputee actor. No. But Brian Cranston is also phenomenal as always. Um, then we kind of cut to our main squad, our main cast, walking across yeah. the field. And uh, something I really like about this is the main cast, apart from maybe Tom Hanks, they all kind of look like teenage boys, men in their early 20s. Yeah. And I feel like Beyond war movies, there's a tendency in our media to cast people who are 15 or 16 and as actors who are sort of in their early 20s, and that's kind of to mitigate child labour laws, obviously. Yeah. But it creates this culture where we will see teenagers as older as they really are, because that's how they're portrayed in media. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's really important to recognise how young some of these boys were, because it emphasises how, obviously, they were doing the right thing by... You know, fighting Nazis, but equally, I feel like a lot of young boys are manipulated into dangerous conflict.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely, and that was actually intentional by Steven Spielberg. Good, yeah. Is that he said that he wanted, uh, with the exception of like Tom Hanks, who they specifically approached, they had fairly open casting. He yeah. said, "We just want people that look like." normal, you know, young men. Yeah, exactly. It was quite funny, actually, he said, I don't want any action movie stars. <laughs> and then there's Vin Diesel, who would obviously go on to make, like, yeah. Fast and Furious and stuff like that. But still. Um, Fast and Furious, spoilers, does not appear on this list.
1: Something that I kind of disliked about the film is, this is maybe my main criticism,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is obviously Tom Hanks' character is, like, your tortured hero with good intentions. Um, but for me...
0: I don't think he's tortured. I think he's just a person.
1: I mean, for me, I feel like, this is the thing, I feel like he was kind of too perfect. I know there was that opening scene at the start where he, like, had a panic and didn't really know what to do, and that kind of sets the tone for, like, okay, you know, he's giving these men commands for the rest of the film, but he really doesn't know what's going on. He's just acting like he has it together so that they're not scared. Yeah. And I feel like that could have been emphasised a little bit more throughout the movie. Like, I wish he had a clear vice beyond being out of his depth.
0: Well, he's... I would kind of disagree, because...
1: Good. he has that no no, no it's good <laughs> okay
0: because um he has that conversation when they're in the church later on mm. um when he's talking about um sacrificing men for the objective yeah and um he's sort of weighing up in almost like this utilitarian way where it's showing how he's trying to justify it to himself and there's so much sort of self-doubt there yeah In his decision making and um the person he's talking to, I can't remember the uh, the character or the actor's name, but says, um, so what if the mission is just one man? Yeah. And that's clearly something that's really sort of eating away at him. So I think there is, like, a lot of self-doubt there.
1: Yeah, but I think self-doubt is different to being... You know, it feel like he doesn't have a cruel or selfish bone in his body.
0: No, but I don't feel like that's necessary for this film.
1: That's fair. I mean, I don't... I think maybe there are... I'm just, you know, there are people that are better than me, but I think... Making being completely selfless in every situation, in a war situation, is like better than fiction.
0: Okay, but I I I would argue that he isn't completely selfish in every yeah. situation. That's fair. So.
1: um, but yeah, I mean, I think I feel like that is just my perspective. It's not me being like this yeah. is a bad film. Like I thought it was really well done. Um, Nathan Fillion, check. We love you, King.
0: Yes. Um. So Nathan Fillion, um, plays. A great role in this, which is the other private Ryan that has brothers, and um, they tell him all of his brothers are dead. He's like, "But my brothers are still in, in school." Yeah, was, that was really funny. I so But what if they are dead? Actually,
1: I feel like the, one of my favorite things about this movie is there were loads of jokes. Like there is one bit where they come across another German battalion, mm-hmm. and they're all just there's like a five minute cut between each of the groups shouting at one another to drop their guns. And it feels kind of, like, awkwardly funny in that they're just, like, a group of teenage boys shouting at one another. Yeah. And it kind of emphasises that war is sort of, like, it can be this, you know, dick measuring contest, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, I also... One of my other thoughts from watching this film is for people who've seen 1917, it made me feel like 1917 was a pretty clear homage to this movie.
0: Um, I wouldn't say homage. I'd say... What I would say is this film was foundational on how yeah. every other war film has been made from, you know, the turn of the century onwards.
1: That's fair for me. Rather than
0: it being For
1: me, it was the feel of, like, the, it, it, it captured the same vibe in that they both had a lot of high-profile dramatic actors making very short cameos. And I can't really yeah. think... I don't know enough war yeah. films, I, and also the sort of, like long journey they interact with a german uh, soldier who they take as a prisoner at the same point in both the narratives about two-thirds of the way in mm-hmm. um so it felt not obviously like a beat for beat remake or anything but i felt like well was...
0: different Wars for starters yeah
1: i felt it was like very much a spiritual successor in the same way that i'd be like hamilton is lame spiritual successor
0: um, they share things in common yeah, <laughs> yeah you I, it's know. not a criticism i, I them. feel like the tone is very different though that's fair I, I feel like um for example this film is a lot more uh, anti war? Yeah, it's a lot more anti war yeah, than nineteen seventeen, for example. Which is a huge like difference between them and it really changes how the they frame their actions as yeah, well. Yeah, That's fair. Like there's a um sort of pacifist, sort of friendly character in this who's called um, who's called Corporal Upham um Me.
1: Me, if I was in this, that's the character I chose to kill. Yeah, who, who,
0: who, you know, um, he's the translator and he speaks to the captured German machine gunner and things like that. And at the end, he shoots that same man in cold blood. Yeah, it's
1: really sad. The things
0: he's been through. That
1: was the thing that made me the saddest about this movie.
0: Yeah, I thought it might be.
1: Um, But anyway, there is. So we're kind of skipping ahead of ourselves a little. They continue. They find the wrong private Ryan. They find a meetup point, and this was kind of, for me, where the Spielberg really creeped in, mm-hmm. because Perhaps. you ha- have them running into a soldier who's like, oh yeah, now I know him, when they think all hope is lost, yeah. and that sort of coincidental, lucky, hopeful moment, I think is just like quintessential to pretty much every Spielberg film.
0: yeah.
1: Um, they continue on, they end up finding our private Ryan, they say, okay, we've got you, finally, we've come back, we've lost two of our men, they've died, and he's like, absolutely not.
0: So, yeah, so um, he, he refuses to like leave the bridge that they're defending, yeah. basically.
1: On their way to meet him, they've also captured a German soldier and decide to let him go because he surrendered, so they don't feel like they can kill him.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: they do not want to continue with the prisoner in their battalion. That's when we meet the soldier who, up and later, kills
0: I know you're doing it on purpose but a battalion is like a specific
1: Oh sorry. I mean like a group what's the word for group soldiers? Squadron? Just say squadron? squad squad okay. is fine.
0: Don't say squadron, that's also a specific Okay Military unit.
1: <laughs> I just thought squad was short for squadron.
0: It is, but it's used like colloquially. Okay. Whereas squadron is like specifically an RAF squadron or whatever.
1: So there are so many different official terms I should just use squad.
0: Squad is fine in this case. Okay. Or unit.
1: Yeah. So, um anyway, the German soldier they kind of send off. Mm-hmm. Um, they find Private Ryan, and he they ask him to come home, and he says no. And obviously, he's a selfish, stupid teenage boy. But I I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. You know, I feel like why are these people any better than me? Yeah. Um, they oh yes, I think I have a, I have a spicy take for you. Okay. I I think Private Ryan's a MacGuffin.
0: Um. Isn't a MacGuffin something that exists for no person? other than to like. F- be
1: the thing to pursue, yeah. Y- yes. So in the Maltese Falcon is a MacGuffin because it it doesn't serve any purpose or meaning beyond it being the thing that people want. And I would argue that Private Ryan doesn't really serve any purpose other than being sort of maybe potentially representative of American youth as a whole. Okay. But I don't think he serves any purpose than being I, the thing I, that people want to bring home.
0: I think was, that's like a very reductive way of looking at the film. My point like, is that... You, you could apply <laughs> that to... Like, if you boil it down that way, yeah. you can apply that logic to basically any film.
1: My point is that he is a MacGuffin because he's not special or different, and I think him not being special or different is really important to the plot of the film. Yeah. So...
0: Wait, where are we going with this?
1: <laughs> I just think it's really interesting, because usually when people refer to a MacGuffin in a plot, it's done in a dismissive way to sort of criticise reductive writing, and I think that's stupid. I think sometimes a MacGuffin can be very useful, and the Multi's Vulcan... And this are two really great movies where you have a thing that people want to achieve that has no greater purpose than being the thing that people want to achieve. Do you know what I mean? Um
0: yes, I just think you're wrong. Okay, say. well, that's good. So and Why? I th- I Can think be. I think like the futility of the rescue and the fact that they get someone rescue him and he doesn't even want to be rescued is like a central point of the film.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Right. So So. <laughs> His... I I I I don't <laughs> understand then.
1: Okay, that's fine. We're probably just doing a bad job at explaining what I mean.
0: Uh, yeah, or or okay. I'm not following it anyway.
1: No worries. Um, but then yeah, so the there's some fighting again. For me, I was like, this one I felt advanced the plot a lot more just because so many people got killed. But well, it did. <laughs> But, um... They
0: gone died.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did gone They
0: gone did die.
1: They gone did die. To die. Um, but yeah, for me, the biggest tragedy is when Upham, who was the guy who was like, we need to let this German soldier live. He surrendered. It's bad for us to kill a man who surrendered. Comes across the new battalion, the new squad, sorry. Yeah. Which has the German soldier in who recognises Upham and is like, oh, thank God it's you. uh And then Upham kills him. Yep. Because... I think that's really sad. Because
0: he shot um Captain Miller. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's so, just for me. Well, it's
0: I think it tells you stories about um cycles of violence. Yeah, I agree. A bit like The Northman, which is good yeah. we watched. And um I had another point as well. And it's about um what war does to people as well. It In it a very literal very, sense. It's, it's about really sad. the corruption of um optimism and youth and uh, belief of better people.
1: Yeah, I mean this is my takeaway is like the movie made me really sad. And then at the end, when they were reading out the letter um, that Brian's mother got that was saying, you know, your son is still alive. Ryan.
0: Private you, Ryan. You called him Brian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. When Ryan's mother got his Saving, letter. Saving
0: Private Brian.
1: Saying that he was still alive. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, he was quoting Abraham Lincoln. He was saying, you know, your son's a hero. He did his duty. That just made me so angry mm-hmm. that this person lost three of her four children and had a heavily traumatised son return to her who lost all of his friends and they think it's okay because they call him a hero. Yeah. Um, absolutely. That makes me really angry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. That's kind that, of... That, that, yeah. That I
1: stopped taking notes... Half sort of, as many notes between the middle and the end because I was just engrossed in the movie.
0: Yeah, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. I, I think. Um, for, forgive me if I'm saying this incorrectly. I feel like it was maybe a movie you were slightly down on before we watched it.
1: Yeah, I have. Or you opinions weren't
0: expecting to enjoy it as much as you did.
1: Yeah, I have opinions on movies before I've watched them. Yeah. Do you not?
0: Um. Not usually.
1: Does the poster you see about a movie or the things you hear about a movie not make you think or feel well, any particular well, way towards okay, it? Okay,
0: subconsciously, but yeah, I feel I like I'm able to.
1: I feel like I'm able to do that as well. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I feel
1: <laughs> like... I, I prefer
0: not to, not to speak also any further. I also feel like
1: part of me feels like... I feel kind of pressure every time I watch a movie that I have said I don't think I will like, mm-hmm. because then if I don't think I like it, people in general, including specifically my parents, yeah. will go... Aha, you just decided before you watched it. And I'm like, no, I just know what I like. Yeah. You know, I don't like war movies. I've watched a lot of war films and I will continue to watch more and I will not shut them out of my life because I don't tend to enjoy them. But that doesn't mean I can't recognise a trend.
0: Yeah. You, you still gave this movie four and a half stars.
1: Exactly, because it was a great movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. But you, but, you know, when we pulled it out of the box last time, you went, oh, it's a war movie. Yeah. You know? But you I actually know. end up thinking it was a great movie. Yeah, I feel
1: like there's a lot of pressure as well to like prestige movies, which is why I was kind of... Why I haven't watched a lot of movies on this list. Because I felt like there's a pressure and an expectation either for me to like them, or if I don't like them, then I'm criticized because I'm being different and difficult on purpose. So you can't really win.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: But, you know, I like you and I like your movie opinions and I like when we disagree about things because it makes both of us learn and grow to be better people and better (laughs) film critics.
0: Oh my god. It's true. (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile in our silly film podcast <laughs> um so just gonna go through a few of our standard little bits and pieces. Sure, of course. so this one won five Oscars mm. which were for cinematography editing sound in general sound um oh I'm just gonna double check this one so I know that I'm right yes yeah, sound sound effects editing cinematography and best director do you feel like it agree it deserved all five
1: I would have to see who it was up against for best director and editing. But for the sound, editing, sound and cinematography, I wholeheartedly
0: agree. Uh, so I'm just going to quickly, just because it interests me.
1: My editing caveat is because of the slow-mo scenes when he was like yep. freaking out.
0: So the... The sort of rivals were John oh, Madden, I'm, Shakespeare in Love, Terence Malick in furious. the thin Red line, and Peter Weir for The Truman Show. I think
1: The Truman Show. You, you just like The best. Truman Show. Truman Show is well. one of my favourite movies of all time. It should. I take it back. The Truman Show should win every Oscar it was nominated against this movie. Okay.
0: I'm, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Thank you. Do you feel like Tom Hanks deserved. Because Tom Hanks was nominated and did not win for Captain Miller?
1: Yeah, I have not seen the. So the winner was uh, Roberto. Benini? Benini, yeah. Uh, for Life is Beautiful, which I haven't seen, so I, I don't feel like I can pass judgement on that. Okay.
0: Yeah, very, very bit of a cop-out answer. Love you.
1: I think it's you shouldn't talk about stuff you don't know about. Okay. But... <laughs>
0: um, do you feel like it was an Oscar-worthy
1: performance? I do, I feel like it was an Oscar-worthy yeah. performance, but um, I feel like anything Tom Hanks does ever should be nominated for an Oscar.
0: Mm, there's a few There's a few weaker ones recently. Um, like oh, that... Sully. Sully, yeah. Um... I thought this was a great performance by him though. Cool. Um like you said a character that is written as being um you know very determined and a character without many flaws he mm. still made seem like a real interesting like person.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um what was your favorite performance in the movie was it? Tom Hanks as um, Miller. No,
1: or, my favourite performance in the movie was Matt Damon. Sorry, I do. I think he's really? a phenomenal actor. Yeah, yeah I, I really And that's, like his that's, skill. that's so
0: interesting because he's only in the movie for like 40 minutes or something.
1: And how many minutes was uh, the legend? Um, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. It was, in, it was like 15 in minutes or something. Uh, of the Lambs, exactly. No,
0: I just think A, it's interesting he was only in the movie that much yeah. considering the movie's titled after him, which tells you a lot about like the approach to the yeah. movie in general. And number two, that he like had that big an impact as well. Yeah. And considering this was like this was filmed even before people knew how big Goodwill Hunting was going to yeah. be, so like I so said, this was a movie. real a real boost for Yeah. Correct.
1: I do like Goodwill Hunting more than I like this movie.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't feel like that's reasonable. I think Goodwill Hunting's on the list.
1: It should be. I'd be, I'll out be out very <laughs> surprised if it didn't.
0: Okay. Uh, we don't have our little box of all the cut up things, so I am literally just going to do get Anne to shut her eyes. Okay. Hold out a finger. And I've got it. I've got the IMDb chart up on my <laughs> up on my uh, laptop. Okay. Okay. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna hold out a finger.
1: This is great for audio media. And
0: you're gonna put it. There. Okay. So hold it on the screen. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And I'm just gonna sc- I'm scrolling up and down. I'm scrolling okay. up and down. Okay. And just say no when you're finished. No. And it is. What is it? Oh. Oh. That sounds like of the Yes.
1: Oh, I love this movie. I have so many opinions about this film. Have you seen this film? Oh, I have. Oh, when we've both seen... Is this the first one? No. No. Avengers Infinity War. It's the one we've both seen. Modern
0: cinematic world series, Avengers Infinity War. Cool,
1: cool, cool.
0: So next time, join us um, for a film have any that we definitely... more def- questions? No.
1: Does not deserve its placement?
0: Oh yeah, does it deserve its and placement? What and what we would rank instead? And what we would rank instead. I think it does deserve its placement. What I've, number is it? A uh, 24. I think it is um, an excellent just action film in general. I think it's really important to the war genre, both technically yeah. and in terms of like the story as well. You know I love Catherine Bigelow, and this film was like, huge for her style, which that you can makes see it a lot of sense. In, Like yeah. The Hurt Locker. Yeah, and things agree. Like that. Um, I agree. Which The Hurt Locker I don't think is on this list. Actually, I don't think any Catherine Bigelow films are in the top 100. Slander. Maybe Point Break. I don't even
1: love Catherine Bigelow, and I think that's ridiculous.
0: I think Point Break might be, but I don't know for sure. Um,
1: um I would maybe push it down between five and ten points. I think it deserves thirty. I think it's better than Alien. I didn't. I liked Alien more, but you know, being like a technically trying to be technical and objective about it. Yeah. I think maybe thirty-five to twenty-eight is where we'll put this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think it could be like a few spots lower, but I'm mm. not. I I'm You're also not, not like it. I'm not like this is wrong. I'm yeah. like. If I was doing the list, it would probably be a bit lower, but I, I don't look at this and go, yeah, you're wrong for putting it there. I
1: feel like it's one of the ones that's gotten this high because it's everyone's, like, third favourite movie. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, no, exactly. And it's, it's like, it's a film that I would always put, Is okay, to clarify, I think this is the best film in its category. I think this is the best war film ever.
1: Okay, yeah, I would agree with that.
0: Yeah.
1: Although I do really like Glory. Um, (laughs) what movie would you put in its place if you had to switch out for something else?
0: Um, I'm going to say I wouldn't because I said that I wouldn't change it. That's fair. Like that's not what I would personally put it if I was ranking them but if Mm. I was given this list and I was like you're you're the curator of the list you can put everything in order I'd be like yeah that's fine I respect this being here. That's fair,
1: that's fair. You? Oh I don't know I have again like I feel like it would be a disservice to match it with anything that's in a different category Mm Mm-hmm. And I think this is maybe one of my... They're maybe the best war movie I've ever seen. So I yeah. agree with you. I'm going to say leave as is.
0: Oh, well, there you we are then. We did it. <laughs> so uh, join us next time for an experience that we won't remember.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm going to get so sad. The,
0: the mind has no spots on it.
1: I really hope we agree about this movie.
0: Um, yeah, I, I hope so too. <laughs> we, I just remember we both know someone that has a tattoo of this film.
1: You're never going to listen to this podcast. No, I know, no, I know. I just think it's
0: funny that we both <laughs> know. This is the first um, film on data driving where we know someone that has a tattoo of the movie.
1: Yeah, but I'm going to get an alien tattoo.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, I'm just going to get a You Are My Lucky Star tattoo.
1: Yes. And uh, we will see you... Next time. ...at the Date Night, night drive-in. Drive-in. You can tell
0: we didn't practice that bit because... We don't practice shit. <laughs> well, because you did we will see you and I did next time so you did like three and then two and then you just did one I was like <laughs> how would you do that